Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine. I am Andy Dawson. Pow, pow, pow. I am Sam Nifty Delaney. So what? It's Life Logistics again. Uh, here we are to solve all your problems and wars and queries and worries and that. Um, what have we got? We're still working our way through... Uh, some of the backlog because this is a pre-recorded episode we recorded this long before Christmas it should now be I think the 29th of December when this goes out I don't know what's happened over the past couple of weeks the world might have ended or Christmas might have been cancelled fuck knows if you've sent us any life logistics questions between the 14th of December and (laughs) today then you've been wasting your fucking time mate that's wasted energy and money on your but internet usage. We might get round to them next week. <clears throat> and we might have some grudges next week as well. But um, here's a very, very interesting one. From on. Iron Mike Escobar on the Twitter. Whoa, what a name. And he says, not logistics, because we're open to things that aren't necessarily logistics. Mm. It's kind of ask us anything sort of scenario, this. He says, not logistics, but do either of you think you might be the baddies in someone else's life story? Yeah. <sighs> I saw Ooh. this. Is inter- I, I I saw it, and I want I might to know that I saw it, and I did dwell on the question for quite some yeah, time. I did as well. Yeah, mm. yeah. Do you think you are? Well, I'm bound to be, but I don't know. Like in their whole life, I mean, I caught up in with a chapter. A, I caught up with a friend, an old friend, recently, and he was. The reason I caught up with him is I knew he was going through a bit of struggle and I hadn't seen him in quite a few years. We hadn't caught up in years. And he he did he didn't say I was the baddie, but his life had gone in we'd been very close when we were younger and it hadn't and then we'd sort of drifted apart for various reasons. And his life for, for you know, he'd had various issues, problems, challenges, and his life had drifted in directions that he probably wouldn't have chosen for himself. Right. And yeah. and so it was one of these things where we, we had been childhood contemporaries and our lives had gone in very different directions. Mm-hmm. And he told we had quite a frank chat with each other. Nice. It wasn't at all nasty. But he said that he had observed me from afar throughout the years we had been estranged. Oh. And he had often struggled because he had challenges that I basically hadn't had. Right. And so, uh, and as far as I can see, that's like the only reason that some things had turned out more fortuitously for me than they had been for him. 
I've been luckier, right? And from afar, your life seemed to be glamorous and exciting, given that you do a podcast with a man in Sunderland from your bedroom. Yeah, I've been luckier. And so he said to me, quite frankly, that while when things had been going not well for him at times, he had often tortured himself by looking me up or hearing about what I had been up to or what was going on in my life. And that when he had heard any... Because you only see anyone's life two-dimensionally anyway, don't you? I mean, if you don't know them, even if you do know them a lot of time, you only see it two-dimensionally. Do you know what I mean? Mm. And so you can look at the surface of someone else's life from afar and think, fucking hell, everything's going really well for them. And it makes you feel worse about yourself and how things are going for you. Comparisons are futile, pointless, and always inaccurate, right? Mm -hmm. Because you never know the reality of someone else's life. And so he uh, said to me that I had played a role in his life, whereas I hadn't actually been... I don't think he'd go as far as saying I was the baddie, but I had been a spectre that had Mm -hmm. made him feel worse about himself. And that's all about him, isn't it? It's sad to say that. That's all about him. It's brutal to say that because he has struggled, but it is all about him and it's his problem. Well, I said to him really frankly, I said, look, you know, I said, um, I I didn't know, I couldn't apologise for it, but what I did say straight away was, you have no idea what anyone else's life is like and you shouldn't ever compare because it's bad for you. I said, and you might hear two-dimensional things about me like, oh, you know, Sam's edited Britain's first ever CD-ROM magazine. Yeah, he's made it. He's made it, right? Enter magazine's a sensation. He's like the new Murdoch. Fine. Whatever he does from now on is just gravy. He's going to be, yeah, he's he's done it all. Right, at a young age, he's the youngest ever editor of a CD-ROM magazine CD in the Rom UK. Magazine. And that is a record that still stands. Right? And also Britain's oldest editor of a CD-ROM <laughs> yeah, magazine. Yeah, that's two Same records time. in one. So I said, you, you might have seen some shit about me editing Enter, the CD-ROM magazine. And of course that would have made you jealous. It would have made anyone jealous. Shit, I was jealous of myself for a while. <laughs> but, you know, that's just the surface you're seeing, man. No, but I did say it's just the fucking surface. I said I've had fucking all sorts of bloody problems, and and you know, and anyway, yeah. You got to realise that with with that kind of power, not only comes responsibility, but also comes problems and hassles. More money, um, more problems. As um, well, exactly. Uh, you know, so, more CD-ROM responsibility, more problems. Yeah, exactly. that's that's really true, and that's something I realise as I get older as well. Is that. You know, the the simpler, you know, now my ambition to a large extent, although I'm not good at doing this, but I'm trying, is to simplify my life because yeah. the more simplistic your life is on the whole, the yeah. fucking less shit you've got to contend with. Totally, totally. So Where, anyway, that's that's the closest I've got. Other than that, of course, there'll be people who just hate you for individual isolated issues that have happened. I mean, there's a lot of pharmacists who hate me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But again, that's for a very superficial reason. And they don't understand that they should be sympathetic, if anything, Mm. because they don't know what's going on. They don't know why you've had so many um, bad experiences experiences with the pharmacists Mm. that have led you to to, to have that belief. To say such hateful things about them. Yeah. Do you know what? I said, I was ranting to my wife earlier because someone came on the radio and they were doing TV reviews, right? And we were like being a bit cunty, so fucking TV reviews on the radio. 
Like, they're always so bland and tedious, aren't they? And I went, well, I said, it's funny you should say that. I went, because, you know, when I hosted radio shows, you very often do have a slot where you've got to get someone on to review TV or radio or movies. Mm -hmm. And I said, it's a weird thing, but that particular genre of pundit can often be a little bit tedious, right? (laughs) <laughs> and I said it's a weird thing I said other genres you might get someone on who's a food expert or a politics expert or any of these things and you can get really great ones but TV reviewers I said on the radio I don't know what it is but you could, it's, it was quite hard to find one who was interested and had something to say they very often come on and they just say what they think is the fashionable thing to say and right. they don't really a lot of people the, the old punditry circuit which you and I have both dabbled in it is right? a circuit yeah very much so yeah. Um it's full of a lot of people, I said, who... And I've been on both sides of this because I've been a gobshite for hire, and but yeah. also I've been on the other side of it, either as a producer or presenter, where you're getting these gobshites for hire in, right? You've, and then you you've, assess- you've been You've been the ringmaster and you've also been the clown. Yes, exactly. And indeed, the lion. Well, that's for others to say. I'm not sure say. you were the lion. The, the, the heavily sedated lion. <laughs> being Juggler. controlled with a chair <laughs> no but what I said was I said to her, I said the thing is right I said half these people who are on that fucking pundit circuit which has got out of control right now there's like well, M- all, you, all rolling news has got out of control we've yeah. said this before there's too much content there's, too, there's too much opinion there's too many people and people yeah. are just used to fill time right and you go and I said the problem is these people a lot of them I said, they don't actually want to be perceived. They're not bothered about being perceived as an expert in their field. They don't actually care what they're being asked to talk about. All they mm. care about is that they're asked to be in talk about something on the national airwaves. And that it's, is their agenda, right? It's like a low-level extended version of the Radio 4 quiz show, Just a Minute, where mm. people have to talk for a minute yeah. without repetition but, but the indi- A lot, a lot but, of the individuals who are asked to do it they will put themselves mm. forward because all of all they actually want is to be on TV or radio saying some things. So they don't right. think enough about the content of what they're saying. They think more about the stuff. delivery. And they think if I say yeah. it with confidence and with a little chuckle in my voice, then that's me doing my job. But it, but it's not. I, it's unimaginative. And the, the crucial part of this rant I was doing to my wife was when I said, I mean, you know, these people, they just haven't got the balls or the imagination to say anything of, no. I mean, if you're going to yeah. fucking bother turning up and going on a TV or radio show, you might as well at least fucking say something like about pharmacists or killing cats. <laughs> <laughs> make your mark. Yeah, make your fucking mark. Get banned. Do it with some fucking honour. And do you know what she said Go to that? Down with old guns blazing. I said, to, I said this as I was walking upstairs and she went, are you doing your podcast with Andy now? And I went, yeah. And she just went, good. And then shut the door. <laughs> Are you doing your therapy now? Yeah. She was like, I think that that's, that's a better a outlet. Man. She went, I prefer it when you use that as an outlet than me. <laughs> Speaking to me. Yeah. I'm like old school. I'm like, I'm an old school pundit. I was doing it back in the day when you had to fucking turn up and say something fucking mental. <laughs> I fucking thought about what I said. No, but seriously, and now they don't let me on. So I've got a podcast now. Listen, the pharmacist thing. I'm now gutted that I brought it up because I don't want to reopen that can of worms. But if, you know, that was a that was a joke that went wrong. But it was only a fucking joke. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't go on daytime TV 
and say that in the world that we live in I know. now. Where but it was the, clearly the, a joke. The, Everyone the, there saw it was a joke. Was. People chose to interpret it, it as otherwise because they had their own that's, agenda. That's the, that's the trouble. That's the 97% though, yeah. isn't it? 97% of people are cunts. Mm. And when you say something that's a bit contentious, the 97% are going to rise up and fucking let let fucking... You know, the, the correct, the, the correct response to, to, you know, a gobshite turning up and saying something just to fucking get some attention or get a cheap laugh, which, let's be honest, is what I was doing, right, is to just fucking roll your eyes and just go, dickhead. <laughs> Do you know what I yeah. mean? Because yeah. that's it. Yeah. But... but Everyone feels the need to fucking fan the flames of online fury every fucking day. People love so, to be self-righteous. People love to have yeah. huge convictions, but less and less people... I try to express no opinions, even on things that are like... that once upon a time I might have been much more angry and opinionated on, like, for instance, Brexit. Because I think Brexit or COVID are both huge, complex subjects, right? that it's not always correct to be entirely black and white about any of these things, right? And it's more intelligent and adult to fucking learn about them, read about them, think about them and dissect it and not just try to immediately leap to a dramatic sounding conviction that's completely binary, right? But that's what people love to do nowadays because it gets attention. Totally. But I'm like, I'm not going to fucking express an opinion. I I mean, we've been through this before, but I get annoyed by people. I'm, You know, I'm a Remainer, but I get more annoyed sometimes by the Remainers on my social media feeds because all they will do is share fucking memes or articles that don't really explain what Brexit is going to mean or the ins and outs of it in any detail. They're just more and more elaborate ways of being insulting about the individuals who are associated with Brexit. And I just think, where's that getting anyone, right? All right, you you hate these cunts personally. I do as well, I suppose. But really, you know, we're all in a fucking situation here. I'm more... I would probably, if I engaged in it at all, which I don't because it's bad for my mental health, but if I engaged in it at all, I'd be trying to fucking learn and understand it a bit more because I'm not arrogant enough to fucking suggest to people that I know all the answers. But people love to go on fucking social media and go, the thing about Brexit, the thing about COVID is, it's very simple how to fix it. It's this. And I'm like, who are you, mm. cunt? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I don't know how to fucking well, I mean, fix I used to COVID. be guilty of that. I used to be guilty of that. I would fucking bang on my political opinions on Twitter. Yeah, I've done it. I'm, I've on done there. It I'm on there now and again. I'm only on there if I can do a joke about anything yeah i'm just trying to fucking lighten the lighten the mood I've def- it might be about politics I've definitely or about done COVID, it. i but- used to do it loads about politics in the 2015 election when i was still drinking actually and i think that yeah. it was all tied in together i would write mad aggressive ranty shit on twitter and facebook yeah. and the facebook stuff was more stupid and annoying because you think these people are all people you know they're all filtered sort of indirectly. So they're all likely, a lot of them are likely, or the vast majority are likely to be of a similar political slant to you in the first place. So what are you doing other than just trying to fucking make a statement, not about politics or the world, but about yourself? Yeah. To try and make yourself look clever or yeah. passionate or... And I and are you also saying anything that fucking 10,000 other people aren't already saying? Exactly, exactly. And I did that loads. I did it fucking loads. And I look back and fucking cringe about it. And, and now the thing about I, take pride, are, I take pride in having very few opinions on these matters. The, the thing about me and you is that we are incredibly 
skilled, creative, funny men. Mm. And our talents lie in, in you know, making people laugh and amusing rather than hectoring and lecturing. Yeah, so that's what yeah people do. don't want that. From I mean, we will sometimes rant on this podcast, but people should well, yeah, know that for. The, the last people to take anything we say seriously is us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just True. stupid nonsense. Do you know what I mean? But people, fuck me, they're like, oh, this is wrong or this is right. And people people have love to have, be really quick to have the first fucking hot take on yeah. things. How could you possibly have a legitimate or credible opinion on, a, on this incident that has only happened five minutes ago? Jalapeño. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Jalapeño. Have you got a, another one? Got something about on Hoover's. Of... We love, oh, we love yeah. vacuum chat, don't we? So we this, sure do. This is uh, from uh, someone in. Um, Oman. Oh, oh man. Wow. Muscat. We're global. Right, he's gone, mm. all right, Sam and Andy, appreciate you've done loads on vacuum cleaners, so feel free to ignore it. Oh, no, we can <laughs> never do too much on vacuum well, cleaners. Well, I like, I like the way he's phrased that, you know. Mm. Feel free to ignore it. Well, thanks. I know this is a subject you've covered before. Yeah, he's got yeah, manners. A lot of, a lot of just, these people are entitled. Yeah, just, he is a 2,000-word fucking essay. Unfunny anecdote. Unpick. Yeah. Um... Yeah. I Maybe thought I this is a good question for you. I'm in the market for a vac for my mother. She's a good mother. I'm sure she is. Now, I know you're both massive fans of the shark. Yes, we are. But have you seen those robot vacs like this one? He sent a video. We're not watching the video. It's an American robot vac. It's like the one in Breaking Bad. The um, What do they call those? The Roomba? Are they called the Roomster or something like that? Oh, the, the Roomba. Yeah. yeah. It looks like something that we were talking about on a recent podcast, the Simon, the Simon Says Machine yeah, we yeah. used to get for Christmas. Yeah. It looks like one of those, but it's mobile and it goes around sucking everything up. plays quite a significant... It just bounces off the furniture and the walls and that, doesn't it? Yeah, my sister's but got it, one. It I think maps in, its progress in, or something. In America, they love it. My sister's yeah. in New York. She's got one. It's the main reason right. she lives there, I assume. Do you know what I mean? Does she, does she live she somewhere like, big or has she got there. an apartment? Because if you've got, got an, an apartment, apartment in Brooklyn, 
if you've got mm. an apartment, I think one of those things would be quite useful because you haven't got a lot of um, floor space. I Probably. don't know I don't how know. much. I don't know how much. Um, I'm not accusing dirt. her of living in a bed sit. No, I don't know how much dirt she has on her floor. It's just her right. and her husband. Is that a New York thing? I don't know That's whether dirt. they have. Like, because, I mean, round my way, I will often have a, quite a lot of earth because it's, although it is in London, there are a lot of green open spaces. And so there's there'll be quite a lot of earth in my front hallway and stuff like that. You and your family tend to tread the earth tend when you're to, out and about. Yeah. Well, I think taking being really insistent about shoes coming off is slightly Lampard-ish. I mean, I try to remember to do yeah. it, but I'm not one of those people who welcomes other people to their house. We go, shoes off, please. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I just think it's not the warmest of welcomes. But, so, yeah, I mean, for <laughs> me, I've got, um, what are the main things I have? Cat biscuits. The cat throws a lot yeah. of biscuits around when it's having his biscuits. Mm-hmm. So you have a lot of them in the kitchen area, quite a lot of earth in the hallway, and um, yeah. fluff, bits of hair and so forth mm-hmm. in the living area. Um, yeah. And so for me, yeah, I mean... You know, I've got the shark does the job fine for her for a room. But I'm not basically I don't know. I mean, it's more of an urban environment, Brooklyn. I don't think there's a lot of earth that she's treading into the house. Plus, she's like up on like the third floor of her apartment block. So I think by the time she gets up there, there'll have been plenty of time for the earth to come off her feet. Either in the elevator. And you're a household with four humans and an animal. Yeah, she's just got two. She's got one on the way but anyway, um, now she got if it's perfectly in sync with just rest and you fucking do it lifestyle. That's what this bloke says about the Roomba. Plus, buying one probably keeps yeah. one of Result Bot's mates off the streets. I think he's just wanting us to say to approve it. I I would say yeah, I do approve. Um, get back to us and let us know how your mum's getting on with it. My mum mm, bought a I'd Dyson like, last I'd week. Like- the silly cow. I said to her, what the what? fuck have you got that for? I've just got a fucking shark. She went, what's a shark? I said, why do you not know about the shark? I said, you should have fucking come to me. I could have told you, I've got the best fucking purchase I've made in years. And you've gone out and bought a Dyson. I said, you know, he gives all his money to the Tories. She went, I did not know that. I'm going to try and take it back. Then, to make the fucking Hoover situation even worse, she's gone to her husband, Rod. Rod, what do you want for Christmas? And he... He gives it the old fucking I'm a distracted professor type to send a mag because they're like the twits. And he goes, what, darling? And she goes, what do you want for Christmas? Just tell me what you want. And he went, Christmas? And because he's the sort of cunt who'll pretend he didn't notice Christmas was coming. Do you know what I mean? Oh, Oh, I don't really keep track of these things. She went, you know, it's retired. You know, it's fucking Christmas. (laughs) Tell me what you want in prison. And you know what he said to her? Before switched off, I didn't know it was Christmas. He goes to her. Oh, oh! I thought that the who, the vacuum cleaner we bought was the, our Christmas present to each other this year. And she was like, "What the fuck are you talking about? We bought it, soppy in, cunt." Yeah, we we've just fucking bought it at the beginning of December, and that was never discussed. That is fucking bullshit, mate. <laughs> and now it turns out it's a fucking and on top of everything, it's a fucking Tory vacuum cleaner as well. Tory well, that's cleaner. just great. Now we're funding Brexit. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he, oh, big mistake. He, uh, this this bloke Daniel, he finishes with a PS. He says another podcaster, another podcast I listened to, blah blah blah. Yeah. Did some listener analysis and found out there was one other listener who lives in Oman. 
I wondered if there was another Kunter in Oman. We could probably meet up down the Muscat branch of the Feathers. So he wants us to put him together with a... He wants a friend. Ugh. Daniel, I, I, this is this is weeks of desperation. However, if you are no. if, if you live in Oman and you want to get in touch with Daniel, then e- email us, I suppose. But this is not we're not matchmakers. We might one day Never. launch a dating app for cunters and cuntresses, but we will have that fully monetized. Yeah. Never try and cultivate some kind of friendship because you might have a shared interest with someone. It's like when you go on holiday and you see someone wearing the shirt of your team. Right, and you wouldn't speak. Yeah, you wouldn't speak to the cunt if you saw them in in the I street. Always, if I see anyone wearing West Ham colours in any situation anywhere, I always go you lions like that. Right, <laughs> always. <laughs> do I do it out car window, anything. And I don't know whether to believe this. No, it's true. And my daughter fucking hates it. Right. Yeah. But some. But the good ones, they'll go. Come on, you irons, or they'll do the cross hammers or whatever. And oh, some of Jesus. them, once in a while, will just jump out of their fucking skin. And that'll really <laughs> wind me up. So I'll be like, you fucking cunt. You weren't even fucking switched on. You're going round wearing our colours, representing our club. And you jumped out of your fucking skin like a little Nancy, right? Are you fucking punch. When I said it. Are you fucking Millwall? I could have been fucking Millwall. What would you have done then? You're lucky I'm a benign figure, right? I could have been anyone. I could have been Tottenham. I could have been Millwall. I could have been any cunt. And you weren't ready, son. You jumped out of your fucking skin. You shat your panties, your knickers. And in your fucking badge. You ain't my stand no more. You are just, you disgust me. So you'll talk on holiday. You'll talk to someone. If they've got West Hampshire. I'll say you irons first. And if I get a positive response and they seem approachable, they give me a sign. I will then talk to them, yeah. That's the journalist in you, that's Sam. Yeah, Always seeking experience. I I did it in a theatre once. We went to see um, Aladdin, right? We went to see Aladdin, the the West End musical at Christmas a couple of years ago, two, three years ago. Yeah. And it was a matinee, a Saturday matinee, a couple of days before Christmas. Mm. And I think West Ham were playing maybe Stoke in their relegation season. And I went, and it was like, yeah, you know, you're in the theatre. I think it was like the interval beforehand. And I turned around, and there was three kids all in a row, boys, all wearing West Ham shirts. And their dad was a big lad, right? He looked like <laughs> he looked like Big Ron from the market in EastEnders, right? <laughs> yeah. And I went, all right, lads. And I could see the dad thinking, what are you talking to my kids? Who's this nuts? You fucking nuts. Right? And I went, what do you think the score will be today, eh, lads? Stoke City? Oh, man. And they went, oi! And then they, we all had a right good chat. Then the dad was disarmed, and he's like, oh, you missed there too. Well, I wish I was there today. I said, oh, no, I had to get tickets for this. So we started bonding at Aladdin, and the chat mm. the chat continued into the play starting, and we were reprimanded by two separate members of the audience. Quite fucking right. Yeah, it was annoying. Yeah. It was annoying. But... I like making West Ham friends around wherever, wherever I go. Wow. Okay. But then that, again, like I said, that's the journalist in you. Mm. Um, whereas I'm a bit more suspicious of the 97%. It, I'm, also, I'm a more interesting I'm a, character. I'm also quite needy. I'm certainly needier than you. 
So I'd be like, ah, here's so, a yeah. chance for me to make yeah. a friend. I'll just say I'm living out loud. Pardon me. Cover it. Pardon me. I like the same football team as you. <laughs> Let's chat. Would you like a chat? <laughs> Let's chat about the football team and surrounding issues. <laughs> Let's see where it takes us. <laughs> it could go anywhere. Yeah. Who's your favourite ever West Ham United footballer? Where's Julian <laughs> Dix? <laughs> Next question. Oh, <laughs> oh, man. What's your favourite ever uniform that we've had? <laughs> <laughs> let's um, let's see if we fit another one in before we finish. Um, there's one here from Tommy Pipes on Twitter who says, does listening to an audio book count as reading it? Mm. Yeah. 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 Next question. <laughs> Got any more? Well, have you listened to Mariah Carey's book yet, mate? Not yet. No, still, I'm still on the Victoria Wood book. Mate. I stopped the Victoria Wood book to read the, the latest one by Stephen Morris off of New Order. Oh, yeah. And I rattled through that in a couple of days. That was really Is that good. a memoir, is it? Victoria Wood one. Yeah, it's second part. Oh. The first one he did a couple of years ago, which was the was, Joy Division years, right. and then this one's the New Order years. So, uh, yeah, that's, it's a bit that's a nice depressing. I've, I've heard enough about Joy Division. I mean, the uh, well, I mean, the yeah, amount of films exactly. and documentaries and stuff. Yeah, it's like I'm just, I, and every time it comes out, I sort of like just think, well, I know it ends in death. It's just really depressing now. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a good podcast series about the whole story as well called Transmission. Oh yeah, I've heard of again, that. Again, yeah. it's it's again, it's like well, I've heard most of this before. As a kind of yeah, I think you know, there's for... there's enough, there's a lot of content out there. There's more content out about Joy Division than possibly any band other than the Beatles. Fucking definitely, yeah, yeah. There's not, there's none of the mystery that they apparently had. Why hasn't around. anyone made a fucking twenty-part podcast series about the history of Level Forty Two? Don't know. Why haven't we Maybe done that's that? That's our job in twenty twenty one we could do that, couldn't we? I reckon we could definitely get Mark King to be a human of honour if we ever revisited humans of honour. Yeah. Well I'm thinking. And he we is do one a day. great yeah. talker and raconteur, isn't he? Yeah. Let's do that then. Let's aim for that for twenty twenty one. An hour with Mark mm. King. I still yeah. remember I used to listen to I used to listen to a um uh a, a local radio DJ I've spoken about before called Nicky Brown and Nicky Brown mm. in the evening would play lots of the pop hits of the day but lots of non pop hits as well so I got into lots of groups that were outside the charts through listening mm. to him like Erasure Curious to Kill the Cat mm. things like that that hadn't broken into the charts but he had Mark King on once and um, he asked him have you got any kids um, and Mark says yeah yeah I've got one son he says oh what's your son called he says Juan <laughs> Juan, Juan King, King. no <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> brilliant well, that's Mark King. What a guy. That's Mark King all over, isn't it? Yeah. That's the Kingster. Super thumb. That's the Kingmeister. Yeah. Uh, He's um, a character, all right. Uh, you got another quick one there, Sam, before we wrap up? Yeah, uh, I have. It's uh, it's uh, It says, all right, hot body and beeping Timmy. Yeah. Um, right, so, right, so I'm in quite a lot of trouble with my supervisors at work. Good start. Oh, uh, I work on... I said a quick one. <laughs> I work on the ejection seats of the B fifty two bombers. What? Yeah, do we do we believe this? I don't know. We fucked up while out on a job. It was very expensive mistake. My commanders are fuming and still deciding my fate. The thing is, I'm very new to the job and was out on the jet 
with my experienced colleague who was training me on the task. The cunt instructed me the entire time we were out there and we came back with thousands of dollars worth of damage on the seat. <laughs> Do I throw him under the bus to save my career? He did fuck me over, so I think it would be fair. Or do I let us both get equally punished? Cheers, USAFIFS. Fucking hell, mate. What I don't know whether to even believe this. You're, you're claiming to us that you are in the United States Air Force and you work on ejection seats for B-52 bombers. And you've, and you've fucked up and you've come to us for advice Jesus Christ this is going to cost hundreds of thousands to the minute to the defense department I'm going to have to write into life logistics I'm going to there's only one solution here that's that limey podcast <laughs> those guys will know what to do if they don't with know their, nobody will with their sideways take on life <laughs> mate I haven't oh, got a man. fucking idea what to tell you other than you seem to have clearly made up your mind because you said do mm. I throw him under the bus to save my career you've referred to him as a cunt you clearly blame him completely yeah. and what you've got in touch for us because there's a small part you thinks does this make me a cunt you want us to tell you well I, I don't know enough about it I don't know you I don't know him I would say in life don't try and fucking blame someone else for your problems all the time right if but, he was genuinely to blame then yeah chuck him under the bus if he's fucked up I got on a I'll tell you this I was on an aeroplane in 2001 with one Ooh. of my mates and we were on the way back from we've been working up in Glasgow and we flew back and it was during the era of mini discs, right? Which is an right. era that I still feel very fondly about. I don't know about yeah, you. I fucking him. love it. Yeah. Right. And um, he had a really good mini disc player. And when we got on the plane, I think we were probably pissed. And when we got on the plane, he stupidly put his fucking mini disc player in the like thing, you know, the netted sort of pocket yeah. in front of you. Little basket on the yeah. back of the seat. He, front, he, yeah. he put it in there. Fuck knows why. Right, he just stuck it in there. He'd been listening to it on the way onto the plane, and he went, "I'll put that there. Don't let me forget it." Right, in the middle <laughs> of us just talking about something else. Yeah, we got, we landed back in London. We got off the plane. We walked to luggage collection. Suddenly, he's given it. Fuck, fuck my heart, my fucking mini disc. I've left it. I've left mm. it on the plane. And I was like, "Oh no!" And he went, "You're fu- you fucking cunt." And I went, "What?" He went, "I fucking what? told you. I told you to tell me not to forget it." And I said, oh, fuck you. And I was like, what the fuck are you on about, mate? And that is it. Like, he is an ex- that is an example. Of- and he was serious as well. And I just like, yeah. I thought, well, there's no fucking arguing with a cunt like this. I'll just let him cool off. Right? Yeah. But he, he, his first instinct was to think, who can I blame for this bit of bad luck? As if that's going to make it yeah, any yeah, better. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, you mate, you're like you fucked up, and you're saying it's his fault, but it's both of your faults, really. You were still complicit. You don't have to throw him under the bus or not throw him under the bus. You just have to take your medicine and let the fucking bosses decide his fate for themselves. Well, yeah, throw him under the bus if you want, and see how it fucking all plays out, and you might end up being the, the double cunt in this. Yeah, we and don't know you. No one wants to be I mean, a double you're, you're cunt. Da- if you're daft enough to fucking come to us with your tr- troubles, then uh, you really are in trouble. Get what you deserve. Yeah, yeah. That's it then. Um, thanks very much for all your logistical problems. Keep them coming in, and we'll keep making your lives better. Uh, goodbye. Cheerio.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.